Hey, welcome to Radiant Teen Life, where we talk about girl problems and the importance of staying physically, mentally, and emotionally healthy through your teen years. Introducing your host, life coach Gina Faubert. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Radiant Teen Life. I am your host, Gina Faubert. Today I'm going to be talking about dreams and goals. This is probably, in my opinion, one of the most important things that I could talk to you guys about. It is something that for a stroke of luck, I sort of stumbled on early on. I was really curious about how to achieve a goal, especially when the odds were stacked against me. And then I listened and and paid attention to how others achieved big things and started to apply some of those strategies. I want to share some of that with you today. You know, the question is, what is the difference between a dream and a goal? And some would say, you know, it's night and day. A lot of people will consider dreams as just these airy fairy ideas and a goal is an action plan. And I think both of those are, are true, but here's what I've noticed. When you set a goal, you know exactly what you're going to do and you know exactly how you're going to do it and when you're going to do it. But sometimes, have you guys noticed, when you set a goal, you don't always follow through. You don't always get to the finish line. Sometimes that momentum gets lost or your inspiration for that particular thing that you had set out to do sort of weans and you get lazy or you get complacent or you forget that you even set that goal. I know I have. And so what makes the difference, what I've noticed and what I've paid attention to and seen in successful people and in some of my coaching clients is that they also have associated their goal to a dream. A dream is emotionally charged. It is a picture. It's a vision of what it is that you want to achieve. It's like having an idea that comes to life and you can really see it and you can really feel it. And so having a dream, it's like as if you're there, as if you've already achieved that thing, associating with that, really feeling that or being in that space, all the greats have that. You know, they already have an idea of what they want the world to look like from their eyes once they achieve their goal. And when you associate to that, not only do you have this picture and this feeling, but it's who you become having achieved that goal. So that's what a dream is to me. A dream is this emotionally charged idea of how you're going to evolve and what you're going to achieve. The goal is the action plan. So let me tell you how I came across this. When I was 15 years old, I, we were going through a lot of turmoil in our family. My mom had just gone through a divorce with my stepdad. She had a new boyfriend that I didn't particularly like. My dad had rekindled a relationship from his early years before I was born and started spending a tremendous amount of time with this woman that lived on the other side of the country and and eventually decided to get married to her. And I, I didn't know her at all. And so our family had gone through this incredible shift where, you know, there was all kinds of hurt, anger, resentment, some trauma. There was a lot of emotional roller coasters in all directions. 
and I had a whole bunch of new siblings, my mom's boyfriend's kids and my dad's new wife's kids. My little brother had gone off to live with his dad and, and a lot of moving. I think we moved like six times in like two or three years. So I'd gone to several different schools. So you can imagine that it was a pretty rocky road for those few years. And what came from that is actually a desire that has stayed with me since then. And that is to be able to help people heal. And when I was 15, I had this idea and who knows where it came from, but it was an idea of like, how do people, how do families, how do people that have been through some hard stuff like that, how do they heal? How do they grow? How do they come together? How do they become healthy and happy? And I started to think about it and I started to search because I really wanted my family to relate to each other, to be able to communicate, to be able to feel good. I was really searching for that thing for all of us, including myself, mostly myself, but for all of us. I noticed it didn't exist. I figured, well, what is it that we need to do? Well, first we needed to figure out how to, how to feel good in our body. What does that mean? Well, feeling good in our body, I guess we probably have to eat well. And eating well, what is that? I don't know. I don't even know how to cook. Everything in our home kind of came out of a box or a can or was pre-made in some way. We had a lot of, you know, cereal and a lot of frozen foods. And I didn't have the first idea of how to cook a proper meal, but I figured that had something to do with feeling good in my body and moving. I noticed that when I did go for a run or a bike ride or just even stretch that I felt better, like I was in a better place mentally. And so I probably, there's probably some, something to do with, you know, moving my body that was important. And I also thought, well, aside from just eating well and moving my body, we need some support. We need somebody to help us communicate, to be able to talk about how we're feeling and to be able to resolve it as opposed to it being a big argument or someone walking away or you know it it just being dismissed. So I thought what if there was a place that families could go where they learn to eat properly and they learn to move their body and they learned how to communicate effectively. That'd be a pretty cool place. Well, there must be a place like that that exists somewhere. And I started to search and I couldn't find it. There were therapists and there was nutritionists and there was fitness experts, but no one that was really bringing things together and helping individuals and helping families to kind of work through those things. And so a desire was born in me. I thought, well, if that place doesn't exist, maybe I'm meant to create it. Well, that sounds like a pretty big, crazy goal, especially being 15. But that desire formed a vision. What does that place look like? Well, it looks like, you know, this big property that's got a forest with trails and it's got water and it's got this big kitchen and all these treatment rooms and it's got a yoga studio. Yeah, that's what that place looks like. And I had a picture of it in my brain and I thought, okay, now what? Now I have this vision. Well, who would I be if I was able to to help others. Well, I would have, I would be somebody that ate healthy. I'd be someone who moved my body every day. I'd be someone who really resolved the hurts and the trauma and the pain, who was able to communicate effectively, who was able to 
send love and light, not only to those around me, but to others to help them connect and to communicate. And so that desire was born and I began to think, okay, now what? So I started telling a few people around me about this idea that I had. Imagine a place that people would go and they'd be able to heal themselves on all these different levels. And I got some pushback. I got some people telling me I was crazy. That's a big goal. And where are you going to do that? And where would you come up with the money to make that happen? There's this little motivation inside me that when I get negative feedback or I get pushback or resistance or people telling me that I can't do something, this little voice that pops up is this kind of, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but I get this little kind of like stubborn sort of energy that gets built up and I go, really? Watch me. Whenever that boils over, I realize that what it is that I'm really after, I'm pretty committed to, and I'm pretty excited about or motivated to take action on. And it gives me inspiration. It makes me push through and I begin to take action to figure it out. And so having that dream and having the motivation and the association of who I'm going to become was, is one part, but then there's setting goals and goals are both long-term goals and short-term goals. So the long-term goal was, would be to have a place like this where I'd be able to help people. But short-term goals are things that are much smaller and much more action-oriented with a deadline or something that's in your near future. And so I set out to set some goals. Who do I need to become in order to achieve a place like this? And I thought to myself, to be honest, that I'll probably be 50 by the time I have a place like this. And so I got lots of time to work out who I need to be but I need to start taking some action right now. Like I need to start moving my body and eating properly. And I probably need some formal education on both of those things along with psychology. And so I set out to achieve a formal education in both of those things. I ended up building some practices through fitness and I started learning how to cook and started getting the ball rolling. Now, just like anybody who set out to achieve a goal, didn't happen straight out of the gate. In fact, I lost motivation and waned on following through. I had some doubts, like, is this really what I'm set out to do? I don't know. I'm not really, you know, that studious in school. So how will I get into university? Or well, maybe I'll need to apply to college and I might even cut out for that. And maybe this goal is just really too big and too crazy. I don't know. But as I started to dig in, I realized that there's a secret to goals. Maybe some of you've heard of it already. It's creating a SMART goal. And a SMART goal is an acronym, S-M-A-R-T. The S is for specific. So you have a really specific goal. And you can hear from what I just described, there wasn't any specific goal set out in there. That it was measurable, like that there was something that I could really measure, that there, it's attainable, something that I could actually attain. It's realistic in the time frame and in my skills and abilities and that it's time-oriented. So that's what SMART stands for. And when you can set a goal that's really set up in, in that SMART framework, usually creates a little bit of traction. You usually get a lot further down the road than without a SMART goal. So what I set out to do is, who do I need to become? Well, I think I need some formal education. I set out to increase my grade point average in my last year of high school 
and then go to George Brown for fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle management. And um, in fact, that was my short-term goal in order to get to some other long-term goals like going to university and um, actually thought my path was going to be kinesiology. It didn't turn out to be that way, but that's where I was headed. And that was my, my plan. So I had set out to increase my, my grades. I had a time frame involved. I knew it was realistic that I could make that happen. And I broke it down into what are the, what are the things that I need to do to achieve this goal? So let me recap a little bit. I had a dream of what I wanted to create. It was a big, crazy, long-term goal. And then I broke it down into what are the steps that I need to do in order to become that person who is capable of having this dream. So who do I need to become? What do I need to learn? Who do I need to model? Who do I need to learn from? What do I need to figure out in order to have that dream? And then what short-term goals do I need to take in order to achieve that long-term goal? Break down those short-term goals into SMART goals. And once I got specific on what it was that I wanted to achieve, here's a piece that most people miss. You write down everything that you think needs to happen in order to achieve that goal. So I'll give you an example. In becoming more fit, I wrote down all the things that I thought that I needed to do. Uh, aside from just getting a formal education in fitness and nutrition, I needed to do it. And what did that look like? Well, I needed to get my cardiovascular system going. I needed to do some strength training. I needed to work on my flexibility. I had to improve my posture because those things were really lousy. I needed to learn how to cook. I needed to really understand what was healthy. At the time I was a vegetarian and I needed to understand, is that really where I'm headed? Is this really a healthy way to live? And if vegetarian is the way to go, how do I really eat a proper vegetarian diet? Because I knew that I wasn't. And so there's a lot there, right? It's a big list of things that I had to figure out. So I did this big brain dump of all the things that needed to happen. And then, because that's pretty overwhelming, I decided to focus on what are the top three things that I can do today that would make the most impact overall. Well, I need to move my body and I need to start eating more vegetables. I need to get proper sleep. Those were the top three things. It was that simple. And so I began to chip away. I decided I wasn't gonna do the whole list. I wasn't going to do everything all at once. I was just gonna do three things. And those three things, and those three things got me moving. They started building momentum. They started allowing me to understand what it is that I was good at, what it is that came easily to me, what kept me motivated, and what was getting in the way. And so having a list, determining what those top three things are that you can get moving on right away, and then starting to take action. Now, that's not it. Because most people, even that, those that more definition would be like, okay, I got it. But how many of you have set goals that you follow through on? You started taking action and then they just fell apart. So I started noticing that's not it. There's more to it. 
So aside from all of that, there was something that was really important. I needed to make time. I needed to say, okay, I am going to work out at this time every day. I am going to make time for cooking every day. I needed to chop vegetables. I needed to steam things. I needed to take time, right? Take time to cook without having scheduled that time, without having made the time, carved it out from all the other things and made a decision that I was going to use that time to follow through. There was never a time to do it. I always ran out of time. There was always something else that happened or more important that filled my time. So scheduling it was really important. Two is I noticed that I had to tell people. I needed to say, hey, I'm doing this thing. This is happening. This is what I'm creating. It worked for me in in a couple of different ways. First of all, it gave me some clarity about what it was I was creating or that I was working towards because people would ask questions and I'd have to figure out, oh, how do I really feel about that? Or what is it that I'm really doing? And also when they told me that I couldn't or that it was a bit crazy, it gave me motivation, as I mentioned earlier. And I kind of said that I was going to do it. And so when they saw me eating junk food, they would say, hey, I thought you were being more healthy. And so it would assist me. And that's one of the reasons why people hire a coach is because they tell the coach what they're going to do. And then they got to report back. And the coach says, so how did you make out with that? How are you doing with that? Did you do it? And that level of accountability to follow through with what you intend to do is motivating for a lot of people. So that's something that is important. So making time, telling people you're going to do it, setting a deadline that is appropriate. This is so, so, so important. In fact, in in my coaching practice, I think that most people don't achieve their goals. I I would say probably about 80% of people don't achieve their goals because they don't think about deadlines in a constructive way. Here's what I mean by that. They set a deadline that's either too close, like I want to run 5K by the end of the month, or they set it too far away. I want to run a 5K race in six months from now. And figuring out how to run a 5K run in a month when you're only working out once a week might be a little out of reach or that 5K is going to be pretty painful. At least you think it's going to be painful. And so you don't even try. Or thinking that you have six months to figure out how to run 5K, there's no pressure there. There's no intensity. There's no need to get up and go do it right now. But if you said, hey, I'm going to work out, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to do 1K this week, 2K next week, 3K the next week. And by five weeks, I should be able to be maybe doing 5K. And in order to do that, I need to do like three or four 30-minute runs, walk runs each, each week. Well, there's a plan there. And that's in a good period of time. But here's what happens. Life. Things get in the way. You get exams. You have a job interview. You have a family obligation. You go on vacation. Things get in the way. And that plan that you had to achieve that 5K run in five weeks, well, you took a week off. And so sometimes, because you didn't set your goal to be realistic enough or attainable with a little uh, curveball or two, you give up. Now, what if you set that goal to be two months and you really had that plan of working up to 5K 
for five weeks, but you still had a couple more weeks to refine it and to make it better and to improve on that so that at the 60 day mark, you were right where you wanted to be. Well, that might be exactly what you need. That might work. And so you could go off and start achieving that goal. But what happens when you get partway through and you realize that, you know what, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I got a knee injury. The back is hurting. It's winter and it's snowing a lot. And I really don't like, you know, running in the snow. Things like that come up. And so some people just give up. But those that achieve big goals, they reassess. They go, okay, that's something I hadn't considered. Maybe I need to change my approach. Maybe I need to move that obstacle. Maybe I need to change my deadline. Something needs to change. So I'm going to reassess by going back to my goal, going back to my dream, where I think about what it is that I want to create. I want to see that picture of it. I want to feel it. I want to know what's it going to feel like when I achieve that goal. Who am I going to be when I achieve that goal? And all right, now I feel that. Now I'm motivated. And why do I want this? What's this going to do for me? When I associate with that, all of a sudden I can look at that goal and go, okay, I need a new plan. How are we going to keep this momentum and adjust it to suit what's going on in my world right now so I'm actually going to get there? When you have that skill, you achieve your goals. That's it. It's noticing what is going on, what the results are of your action plan and adjusting your action plan so you're continuing to move forward. Most of the people I know have set some pretty big goals and they've started to move forward on them and they didn't acquire them in the time that they thought they would. A classic is Walt Disney. He wanted to build Disneyland and it took him a long time. In fact, Disneyland wasn't even completed when he passed away. It was close, but he never got to see it on opening day. And it took him a lot longer than he thought, but he created that and he changed the world, right? He changed childhoods for kids all over the world and for what, decades and decades. Um, and so that would never have happened if he didn't keep adjusting, reassessing, considering what next, what's the new obstacle, what's the new challenge, how do I move forward, how do I make that happen? Doing it with others makes it easier. Sometimes you can do it with people. So you can say, hey, I have this idea, I have this goal, I really want to do this, will you do it with me? And when you don't feel like it, they go, well, are we going? Are we doing this thing? So doing it with people can make a goal much easier. You know, you might have experienced that studying with people, or if you've got a part-time job and you're working with others and you got some friends there and they go, let's go do this thing. You don't really want feel like doing it, but if you're doing it with somebody else, it gets easier. And sometimes you can utilize others by way of competition. So maybe you're not doing it with them, you're doing it against them. It depends on what your motivation is. I know for me, I really like to compete in terms of my fitness goals, I love to compete in races and I've used others to push me 
didn't want them to finish the race before me. And I've also been a part of a team and an adventure race where I wouldn't have finished that race if I wasn't with that team. I, I would have thrown in the towel, but I didn't want to let them down. And so I kept going. So finding others and utilizing them to not only to assist you, but maybe to push you, to compete with you can be something that helps you to follow through with your goals. So did you guys catch all of that? A dream is a vision where you have a picture and a feeling of you achieving that goal. And you have an idea about who you are going to become when you achieve that goal. That's a dream. A goal is taking action. And goals are short-term and long-term goals. Both of them are considered SMART goals to really, you know, be smart about it. And the SMART acronym is specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-focused. Every goal needs to have those parts in order for it to really be effective. And then you need to come up with an action plan. And you start with this big, long list of everything that you could possibly do to achieve that goal. And then you pick the top three things that you need to do right now to get you as close to that goal as possible. And you schedule it in. You tell others. You set some deadlines that you're willing to adjust if you need to. Maybe you bring some people on board to assist you or to compete with you. And you keep checking in and adjusting your deadlines or adjusting your strategy, adjusting your action plan until you complete your goal. If you have the desire, if you have the, the vision, the dream, and you have an action plan, you will achieve that. Maybe not the actions that you think first, but you won't know what to change or how to make it better until you start taking action and following through. So let me finish off with this thing that I began with. I had this dream of this place and I had drawn it out. It was a house with a winding driveway. Actually, it was a couple of buildings, some trees, some forests. There was view, beautiful views and a lake. And I had gone to George Brown and got my fitness education and I'd started applying it. I started studying with Olympic coaches and teaching people who were uh, up and coming athletes, some, some kids and some older athletes that were training for either professional sport or Olympic games. I started also working with people with chronic pain, people who had been through a lot, either physically, mentally, emotionally, probably all three. And I started to apply what I learned helping them with their nutrition, helping them with their fitness. And then I started studying psychology because I noticed that even with the best fitness and nutrition plans, that they sometimes were at the games, at their competitions, or that they were self-sabotaging the awesome plans that we had laid out because they didn't have the mental, emotional space to follow through. And so I continued to chip away at learning NLP. Uh, neuro-linguistic programming and cognitive behavior therapy and mental emotional release and hypnosis. I started studying with coaches and therapists and some of the best change workers in the world in terms of psychology. And then one day when I was searching for a home, 
I was kind of had my idea that I was going to just have a small little studio because like I said earlier, I thought I was going to be like 50 when I acquired this dream. One day in searching for a home, we had gotten a tip to go and check out a place. It was a home that the family had lost. They had gone bankrupt and this place had come on the market. And the agent had said, if you're any bit squeamish, you're not going to want to check this out. But if you're looking for an opportunity, this might be it. And so I got my rubber boots on and I got a mask on and we headed over and we pulled up to the address. And what I saw was something really incredible. It was my vision. It was two buildings a winding driveway, some trees, a forest, some water, trails, a view of the escarpment. It was shocking. It was shocking. I had drawn this picture for 10 years. I had held this vision in my mind. That's where Radiant Girls was born. It's where my um, retreat, Serenity Valley, was established through a sequence of magical events and luck, I was able to acquire the property and build my business there and really start to apply all these little things that I had built myself up for in these short-term goals and in these long-term goals. And that dream was achieved. It was pretty magical. I never would have even got started if I didn't First, dream it, believe that it was possible, and ask myself the question, who do I need to become in order to make this dream happen? And then start taking action on that. So go dream big. (laughs) Go set yourself up with a blank piece of paper and just dream. Just write out all the incredible, amazing things that you could possibly achieve in this life. And as thoughts come in, like, oh, that'll never happen, or I'm too short for that, I'm not rich enough for that, I live in the wrong country for that, I don't know, whatever comes to mind for you that gets in the way of thinking that that's actually possible, just ignore it. This is just, this is just a dream. This is just a magical list of possibilities that you could just start with without any hesitation. One of the things that I, you know, always come back to is what would I be doing if I had all the money in the world and nothing holding me back? What if I could do anything I wanted and there was nothing holding me back? Well, that's exactly what I need to be aiming for. So I want to hear what you guys are dreaming about. I want to know what are you aspiring to achieve? What is it that you're going out there to do in this world? How are you going to make a difference? Who are you going to be as you start to move through your life? These are important years. You're going to be learning things. You're going to be discovering. You're going to be going for things. You're going to be making some decisions that will alter the course of your life. And I know you're feeling the pressure of that. So what's important is that you dig deep into your heart and you ask yourself, who do I need to become? Who do I want to become? What is it that I want to do in this world? What do I want to experience? What do I want to feel? What do I want to achieve? Those are the questions that 
will, will allow you to really start to sort through some of these big decisions that you're going to have to make over the next few years. And if you need help, get yourself a coach, reach out to me, let me know how I can help you. But I want to hear your goals. So please send me an email, comment, share, tell the world what you're going to do and go off, go out there and do it. I look forward to hearing from all of you. Good luck, have fun, and we'll talk soon. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, check out some of our other episodes and follow us on social media. We have a website linked in the description. Make sure to take a look. Thanks again. Until next time. Thank you.